What, what do you see when you look around? Some of these houses are nice, and some of these houses are just um different. And there's like a lot of space not being used here. And we it's build stuff on the space, and we will conquer all the land. So <laughs> Welcome to Making Our Own Stories, a podcast where a group of kids in Cleveland explore and think about the future of their neighborhood. They'll tell us about what they see when they walk around. Like, if you like the color green, this is your place, because it's green literally everywhere. They'll share their stories, talk to each other. What's your favorite thing that you see when you look around? And interview adults who are shaping the world around them. Unstructured play spaces that are safe, I think that's a right. All kids should have that. Oh yeah, and they'll make stuff. Blue ladders and pink benches and slides and who knows what else. It's all in the hope of lifting up and bringing visibility to a neighborhood that a lot of people have forgotten. It looks like it could be a house like right here. The idea is to get their take on a complex neighborhood within a complex city. A city that's being seen more and more as fun, cool, hip. Cleveland is a city of champions once again. The Cavaliers are... But that also remains one of the poorest in the nation, where for many, Crime and poverty are just facts of everyday life. As statistics show that the local poverty problem is getting worse. What's it really like for a kid walking these streets? What do they want their neighborhood to become? And what will it take to get there? No, because the houses, they need to all be blue. Maybe some flowers? Yeah. And maybe take the bird nest out? <laughs> I'm Justin Glanville, and this is Making Our Own Stories. Making our own stories. Stories. Making our own stories. Now where you at? Buckeye. Where you from? Buckeye. What you read? The first time the kids meet, it's a windy June afternoon, just a couple weeks into summer break. They're gathered on a picnic bench in a new park on Cleveland's east side, in the Buckeye neighborhood. Today, Buckeye is mostly low-income and African-American. Like a lot of Cleveland neighborhoods, it struggles with crime and neglected or abandoned housing. But it's also a place where people have been working hard to create a better future by building new houses and community gardens on vacant lots, for example. And it's only a mile or two from one of the highest employment centers in Ohio, it's called University Circle, and it's home to the Cleveland Clinic, University Hospitals, the Cleveland Orchestra, and the Cleveland Museum of Art. One of the questions we and the kids will be exploring is how that prosperity can be encouraged to spread into neighborhoods like theirs. The kids are all enrolled in the summer program at the Boys and Girls Club, just a block away. There's that kid feeling of eternity stretching out before us. The yawning three months of long days and no school that somehow feels both thrilling and boring all at once. Today, four kids have gathered, all going into either seventh or eighth grade. I'd love to see a place where there are, are water squirters on a hot day. That's 11-year-old Jason, and he's using a magic marker to write down ideas for remaking a small public park called Brit Oval this summer. Jason loves roller coasters and the movie Cars 2, but mostly, he loves to talk. 
I don't like hailstorms. They hurt yes, a lot. I stood outside once in a hailstorm. Ooh, and it was like hailing really hard. I wanted to see how it felt. One hit my hand. I had a bruise. Then there's his older brother, Jonathan. I like building. He turned vegetarian two years ago after gorging himself on turkey legs at Thanksgiving. My grandpa, he literally let me have pretty much the whole turkey. I literally had like three of the actual legs and I just munched. And how did you feel afterwards? Um, it's kind of greedy. That's just one example of the sometimes breathtaking insights these kids have into themselves and other people and also the place they live. What are you eating? Cashews. Mm, I love cashews. I like them too, but I'd rather have chips. Mm. <laughs> I'm trying to eat healthy. And that's 13-year-old Zoe. She's not afraid to admit. Okay, don't make fun of the cheetah girls, okay? <laughs> I love the cheetah girls. She's the most contemplative of the group. Not shy, really, but reserved, measured. Yes. She's here with one of her best friends, Ashanti, who's also 13. At t- like most of the time, I enjoy my school. But sometimes the teachers are a little annoying, so at that point I don't like it, but other times I do. Ashanti is known for being really funny. By telling jokes? No. <laughs> no. Just by being crazy? Yes. When it's time to head out into the neighborhood, David Jerka and Jesse Hawkins hand out paper maps and pens to the kids. Do you guys want to go straight or to the right? Let's go straight. Straight? Okay, I heard straight. Let's go straight. 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 Nope. Nope. We'll go right straight. David is the associate director of the Cleveland Urban Design Collaborative, or CUDC. That's the urban design arm of Kent State University's College of Architecture and Environmental Design. And Jesse is a landscape architecture student there. The CUDC is organizing Making Our Own Stories, and they're also leading a parallel program called Making Our Own Spaces. That's the part where the kids will get to design and actually build stuff. So the goal is to explore the neighborhood. And uh, it's an opportunity for them to ask questions, to interview people that make decisions about their neighborhood, that make decisions about the places that they use, and ask them why it looks the way it does. What's the history of the neighborhood? What's up with those vacant buildings? <laughs> What's up with the empty lots? And hopefully through this process, we can all learn a little bit more about making a better neighborhood. David says he hopes the kids not only learn more about where they spend their days, but also come up with new ideas for using space. So I think what we're trying to do is um, see how we can build maybe smaller scale playscapes and places where youth feel safe and also feel like they can um, explore. Um, for me, as a designer, as a professional urban designer, I'm interested in learning, you know, what are they curious about? What kind of questions do they have so that I can do my job better? As we all walk, the kids are supposed to write down what they see, what they like and don't like. And a lot of what they notice is cosmetic stuff. So what do you think about this side? Any comments? They should cut the grass, pull up the weeds, plant flowers. Just landscape, honestly. All that HGTV. They should paint mulch around here. But there are also some deeper observations. As we pass by a library built a few years ago, the kids say they like the inside a lot, but the outside not so much. So if you're on the outside, what does it feel like when you look at the wall and the windows? 
It looks like a prison. It looks like a prison. Why does it look like a prison? It just feels so boring. Yeah. Windows. There's blocks on the windows. Locks. Locks. The theme of safety and crime comes up again in a conversation between Zoe and Jesse as we walk down a street called Woodland Avenue. The street's recently been repaved, but empty lots outnumber buildings. It's quiet here. No one else walking around except us. Here's Zoe. Woodland doesn't seem like a safe street. What, what about it? Um, I don't know. It's just not somewhere I would consider safe. Uh, not mainly because of, because of the traffic. Would it be the houses or like the boards on the windows? Maybe the houses, the scenery. A certain amount of emptiness is to be expected in a city like Cleveland. The reasons have been spelled out a lot of times before, but here's the gist. The city boomed during the Industrial Revolution in the 19th century. Then, when manufacturing jobs moved to the non-union South or overseas starting in the 1950s, Cleveland suffered a lot. Add white flight and the growth of the suburbs to the mix, and a lot of the city's neighborhoods, like Buckeye, they just began to face economic and social challenges like unemployment and crime. Empty, that's what I like. Okay. Good. It feels like it needs just something. Yeah. You don't, again, we don't have, we're not figuring out the answer now. We're just defining the oh. problems, right? Yeah, it feels empty over here. Okay. It feels like there's nothing to do. Yeah. So you just write that down. We'll figure out the answer we're, later. Uh-oh. What's interesting is that while Jason and the other kids notice the emptiness, they don't see it as a problem in and of itself. And that's a perspective that's different from a lot of adults who might look around and see the vacancy as a sign of failure or lost hope. Here's Ashanti. My grandmother's street looks like this. It's like a lot of abandoned houses and it's an empty lot like this. It's two empty lots like this. A garden right here. Because one house burnt down, so now it's two empty lots. What, what do you think of the empty lots? Like, how do you feel about them? They're just like, they're like, they don't bother, like, they don't affect me. They're just there. Would you like anything to happen in them? Well, we was, I think my cousin said she was going to like try and get like a garden or something. But like that never happened. I don't know why. But that would be nice to have something like that in one of the lots. You could have like like a basketball court for like the boys or like a little play area for like some of the younger kids. That's a good idea. Or like a place just like in general to hang out. Those are some of the ideas the kids will be fleshing out in future episodes. And they'll be doing it not only by walking around and talking to us, but by talking to each other and to a lot of adults. The kids told us they want to talk to all kinds of people, city officials, construction workers, random pedestrians on the street. And the idea is to hand them the reins, to turn over the mic, the drawing board, and the hammer to kids who'd otherwise be far outside the ordinary decision-making and building process. It's already pretty clear they'll have answers that others would not. What kind of sculpture would you build? Um, a dog. He'd probably be on his hind legs barking. A street slide. Street slide, that sounds fun. Yeah, with cars and you have to let go. You just stop driving. You just leave your hands off the wheels and keep going, go. You hear like do 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 all the way down the street. By the time they're done, who knows? Maybe they'll start their own design firm or take over a city hall. But one thing is for certain. These are still two boys and two girls, and they are definitely not going to become good friends. No, associates. No, not about best friends. Associates. For making our own stories, I'm Justin Glanville. No.
Stay tuned after the credits for a preview of future episodes. Making Our Own Stories is a project of Kent State University's Cleveland Urban Design Collaborative, and it's made possible by a grant from the Cleveland Foundation's Minority Arts and Education Fund. The kids are participating with the permission of their parents. It's produced by David Jerka, Jesse Hawkins, Ellen Sullivan, D'Angelo Knuckles, and me, Justin Glanville. Our online producer and photographer is Beth Conway. Special thanks to the Boys and Girls Club of Cleveland, Cleveland Public Library, the Cleveland Botanical Gardens, and Nelson Beckford of the St. Luke's Foundation. Our music is by DJ Doc Harrell and the Kids of Fresh Camp, a hip-hop recording camp that helps students re-envision Cleveland neighborhoods. Check out our website and get in touch at wearemoose.org backslash stories. We'd love to hear from you. And follow the Cleveland Urban Design Collaborative on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Next time on Making Our Own Stories, the kids start interviewing adults who are shaping the city around them. What is your least favorite thing about this neighborhood? You guys are putting me on the spot. (sighs) And they do something even scarier. Walk up to random people on the street to see what they think about the neighborhood. I don't want to talk to anybody anymore. I'm scared now. That's all coming up on Making Our Own Stories. Thanks a lot for listening. See you next time. Buckeye is the place to be. People always on their